Coming up on 5-Minute News. UN warns economic downturn could kill hundreds of thousands of children. US House considers proxy voting during crisis. And fires fanned by strong winds near Chernobyl in Ukraine. It's Friday, April 17. I'm Anthony Davis. Hundreds of thousands of children could die this year due to the global economic downturn sparked by the coronavirus pandemic, and tens of millions more could fall into extreme poverty as a result of the crisis, the United Nations warned yesterday. The body also said in a risk report that nearly 369 million children across 143 countries who normally rely on school meals for a reliable source of daily nutrition have now been forced to look elsewhere. We must act now on each of these threats to our children, UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said. Leaders must do everything in their power to cushion the impact of the pandemic. What started as a public health emergency has snowballed into a formidable test for the global promise to leave no one behind. Compared with adults, children infected with coronavirus are less likely to have symptoms and more likely to have a mild illness, US and Chinese studies have found. But the UN report warned that economic hardship experienced by families as a result of the global economic downturn could result in hundreds of thousands of additional child deaths this year, reversing the last two to three years of progress in reducing infant mortality within a single year. The UN said an estimated 42 million to 66 million children could fall into extreme poverty as a result of the coronavirus, adding to the estimated 386 million children already in extreme poverty last year. The UN report on children also said 188 countries have imposed countrywide school closures, affecting more than 1.5 billion children. The potential losses that may accrue in learning for today's young generation and for the development of their human capital are hard to fathom, it said. More than two-thirds of countries have introduced a national distance learning platform, but among low-income countries, the share is only 30%. With Congress essentially closed, House Democrats are proposing a temporary rules change during the coronavirus crisis that would allow lawmakers to vote remotely via another lawmaker physically present at the US Capitol. Congress needs to be working, wrote Representative James McGovern, chairman of the House Rules Committee, in a statement proposing the change. The proposal tries to steer clear of setting up new technological platforms that could be vulnerable to hackers, and it prevents blanket proxy voting, as some have suggested. Instead, it would require House members to notify the House clerk of their intent to submit specific instructions to a specific lawmaker to cast the vote on their behalf. We don't know how long this pandemic will threaten public health or how long stay-at-home orders will last, McGovern wrote. We should not wait for this pandemic to end to make changes to the rules that will help us to do our jobs in such an unprecedented time. 
Congress has been all but shuttered since late March, and far-flung lawmakers are sheltering at home like other Americans. The House and Senate are meeting for pro-forma sessions every few days just to avoid fully adjourning, keeping the door open for passing critical legislation. Congress is not expected to return before May 4th. But rank-and-file lawmakers have been rallying for a rules change, worried that as the country reels amid the crisis, their constituents are not seeing the breadth of the congressional response. Pelosi has criticised the president's rush to ease stay-at-home rules so Americans can get back to work and restart the economy as almost sinful. Trump threatened this week to invoke rare constitutional authority to forcibly adjourn Congress so he could bypass the legislative confirmation process and appoint his nominees to key positions. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell indicated that seems unlikely. Fires broke out in the area around the defunct Chernobyl nuclear plant yesterday, fanned by heavy winds that have made it harder to put out the blaze, Ukrainian officials said. Emergency workers managed several days ago to contain an initial bout of fires that tore through forests around the site of the world's worst nuclear disaster in 1986. Ukrainian authorities have played down any radiation risk. The state emergency service said three new fires had broken out but were not large-scale and not life-threatening. More than a thousand people were involved in trying to extinguish the fires. Emergency workers used planes and helicopters to put out the earlier blaze this week, but heavy winds prevented them from doing so yesterday. The April 26, 1986 Chernobyl disaster in then-Soviet Ukraine was triggered by a botched safety test in a reactor and sent clouds of nuclear material across much of Europe. The plant and the abandoned nearby town of Pripyat have become a tourist draw, especially since a critically acclaimed television miniseries about the accident aired last year. The Chernobyl site is currently shut as part of a nationwide lockdown to contain the coronavirus pandemic. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends and then teachers almost 20 years ago. Sometimes school just does not allow us to elaborate on the topics that we find interesting, like the real shark attacks that inspired the movie Jaws, or the real historical context to Indiana Jones artifacts. Where does cereal come from? Or are zombies real? Does Ben Franklin really deserve to be on a $100 bill? On our podcast, just like in our class, there are no stupid questions. Just two friends having lighthearted conversation about history, pop culture, and the context of current events. Listen to History Teachers Talking Podcast from Evergreen Network, anywhere you get your podcasts.